The information and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended to address specific questions asked, situations described in the program or on the website, and topics of expressed interest. The information and or opinions are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical and or mental health diagnosis or treatment. You should not act or rely upon any information contained in these broadcasts or on the website without seeking the advice of a mental health and or medical professional who has conducted a formal assessment or evaluation on you and has the requisite information needed to provide a more well-informed opinion. This includes, but is not limited to, licensed mental health professionals, psychiatrists, and medical physicians and doctors. If you have any questions about the information or opinions expressed on the website or during this broadcast, please contact your licensed mental health and or medical professional. Welcome to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. The Wellness Enclave will explore emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The goal is to help you become a healthy and happier you through motivation, education, and innovation. And now, The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wellness Enclave, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. Today, our topic is healthy sexual relationships, and we have a very special call-in guest, Mr. Keenan Reddish. We will be right back after this break. Cut it up one time. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all of the things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex for now To the people at home or in the crowd It keeps coming up anyhow Don't be coy, avoid, or make void the topic Cause that ain't gonna stop it Now we talk about sex on the radio and video show Many will know anything goes Let's tell it like it is and how it could be How it was and of course how it should be Those who think it's dirty have a choice Pick up the needle, press pause, or turn the radio off Will that stop us, Pat? I doubt it Alright then, come on, spin Let's talk about sex, baby Make any man's eyes pop. She uses she got to get whatever she don't got. Fellas droop like fools, but then again, they're only human. The chick was a hit because her body was booming. Gold, pearls, rubies, crazy diamonds. Nothing she wore was ever common. Her date, heads of state, men of taste, lawyers, doctors. No one was too great for her to get with or even mess with. The press, she says, was next on her list. And uh, believe me, you, it's as good as true. There ain't a man alive that she couldn't get next to. She had it all in the bag. She should have been glad But she was mad and sad and feeling bad Thinking about the things that she never had No love, just sex All right, all right, all right Welcome back to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell And our very special call-in guest and return call-in guest Mr. Keenan Reddish How are you doing today, Mr. Reddish? I'm doing well, I'm doing well Thank you very much for having me back 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very much appreciate it. So today we will be talking about healthy sexual relationships. So if anyone is listening to the show and they have any kids uh, that they don't want to hear about and they don't want them to hear about this topic as of yet, I suggest you listen to it at a later date or or you ask the kids to kind of leave the room where you leave the room. Um, So the first thing is, as you know, you've been on the show before. I always like to start out with the context of what we're talking about. So from a from a clinical standpoint or even just from your standpoint, define a healthy sexual relationship. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. A healthy sexual relationship can be simply explained as just having a genuine respect for each other and a you know safeguarding the other person's emotional and physical well being. So in a nutshell it's basically just being courteous of the other person's, you know, emotional state and mm-hmm. physical state that you're not pushing your partner to do anything outside of their limits or outside of their boundaries. So basically just respecting, just respecting them as a person. Right. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic, you know, I, I always I, I either draw off of uh, clinical work or either friends. And this has come up actually in, in both milieus. So, so to speak. And, and one of the things that I hear a lot is that maybe one or both parties may not be um, particularly satisfied in a relationship or maybe they just want to try something new, you know, different things like that. And it seems to be posing a problem. And sometimes individuals are just on a different page, period. So I think this is a very important topic um, for us to talk about. And again, we are going to, we'll be explicit, not using any street terms, but we're going to be explicit (laughs) (laughs) because we're talking about sex and everybody, we don't need to use a lot of technical terms all the time because people might say, I don't know what you're talking about. So, so, um, so let's go ahead and, and, and get started. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is how do you communicate or compromise your sexual desires or needs when one person does not deem sex maybe as important as the other person? That's actually interesting because in my practice, I have quite a few couples that come in with that particular scenario, Mm -hmm. and there's really no easy way to communicate that other than it's just simply, it's very easy, and I see that, it's very easy for one partner to become resentful of the other person because they're always compromising themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're either, maybe their partner is uh, desirous of a particular position or mm-hmm. just wanting more from them sexually, but then the other person is prepared to give. Right, right. And so if that person, and I guess I would look at it in terms of is there ever a compromise? And and so I'll give and so I'll give you an example. And again, when I talked to you earlier, I told you I may conduct this interview a little bit um, differently. So in 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 terms of it'll be more of a conversation probably between okay. both of us. So one of one of the things. So you may be looking at you're sexually satisfied and your relationship for the most part, but then one one party gets kind of bored. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. so you're saying and and so this party may say, hey, let's try. I don't know. Let me let me throw something out here. Like, I don't know. Let let's try a menage a trois. Let's try a threesome. Right. Okay, because that's not anything. It's, it's it's not really uncommon for people to throw that out there, um, even in committed relationships. So let's try a threesome. And the person might say, mm, I don't not not a threesome. I don't need anybody else in the bedroom. But I'll do a video so that we can look at it. Or I will do maybe I'll you know maybe I'll go out in public kind of like you, you know, so we can maybe have that excitement of possibly getting caught having sex. 
So, so I'm saying, is there ever a compromise, or what's the best way to bring that up? Is there ever a compromise, or have you seen mm -hmm. that? I think there's always a compromise. It's just when you find yourself always compromising, that's when it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. So I guess the, to answer your question would be, the conversation would be, how can I satisfy you but also mm -hmm. not become resentful because I'm always accommodating you. So there just will be a conversation of, okay, you, you need certain things from me, but am I prepared to give those things mm -hmm. to you? And what can you do to make me feel safe enough to right. participate in those particular, you know, various situations? Right. And, and so how do I... Because some people are very uncomfortable talking about that. So how do I bring it up tactfully, both men and women? Because some women feel like if they bring up it's a heterosexual relationship. Some right. women feel like if they bring something up with um, men like, hey, can we try it this way or that way? He's going to think I'm a certain type of woman. Like, where, mm -hmm. where are you learning this from all of a sudden? I've been with you like <laughs> two or three years. Where are you? Okay, where are you getting this from? What's, what's going Definitely. on? So so they may think, you you know, some women feel like uh, they're going to think I'm a certain type of woman. Or he may be offended. Even if I'm saying, you know, I really, in, I really enjoy what we've been doing, just want to try something different. You know, some women feel like, okay, I'm going to um, kind of bruise his ego, which is going to cause right, more, right. more of a problem. Whereas some right. men may have what they call that, what, what is that they call like the Madonna fantasy or something, not Madonna, but the the uh, fantasy where, okay, my woman, I, I, I want to do these different things, but I can't do these with my wife. Right. I can't right. do these with my wife because this is my wife. Now, if I had a side piece, we good to go, you know, <laughs> but but I can't but I can't do this, you know, with my wife or I want to ask her, but I'm afraid she's going to get offended because, you know what? She goes to church every Sunday. It's, exactly. Hey, hey, it's men and women that they, they love sex and they, they're sitting in church. But it's just like this. She's not that type of woman. So how do I bring these things up tactfully? Mm -hmm. I think you want to bring it up, <clears throat> I mean, of course, you know, while you're having sex, if it feels good, you definitely need to tell your partner that it feels good. Mm -hmm. so that you're giving them encouragement to continue versus, you know, stopping. But in the same aspect, you have to have a conversation well before you actually are intimate with your partner. So it's an easy way to bring it up is just simply by what you just said. You know what? You can start off very smoothly and just say something as mere as, you know what, I, I really enjoy having sex with you, so on and so forth, and then go into what can we do to spice this mm -hmm. up? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. th so therefore you're not immediately putting the person on the defense, but just letting them know you enjoy spending time with them. You enjoy, you know, right. they, they, they're pleasing you, but you want something a little bit more. Right. And then that opens up the, the conversation, so to speak. At what point in the relationship should you discuss expectations? When I say expectations, that could be number of times mm -hmm. during the week, during the day. Um, that could be positions. That could be a number of things. At what point? Ongoing. I, I was going to ask you that. Should it be ongoing? That's what I was going to ask you. Should it be at the beginning? Should it be ongoing? Okay. Okay. And when you say ongoing, is it appropriate even to, and you kind of alluded to this, but it was in a different um, context. Is it even appropriate to discuss those things when you're in the middle of having sex, where you're like in the throes of passion? Definitely. Why not? Why not? Why not? Right. So <clears throat> sometimes, and I feel like sometimes people are not comfortable, again, saying, hey, let's try it this way, especially when they're in the, in the throes of passion. They feel like something should have been, uh, discuss beforehand. Now, when we talk right. about likes and dislikes, 
Exactly. When should those things now? When should those things? Because sometimes those things may not transpire. When it throws the passion, I think that's wherein lies the problem. Where Mm -hmm. if it's not fulfilling to you, and you're just, you know, just complacently going along with it, then your partner has no idea. Mm-hmm. So then that would be the most, and I'd say real time, tell them in real time. In real time. In real time. Okay. That would be the perfect opportunity to say, you know what, try it, do, do, do this. Right. You know, go left, thrust right, or whatever right. you're going to say. Right. That would be the time to do it versus, you know, saying, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it sounds silly, but. No, that's I've real. That's, in, that's, that's real. sessions where mm-hmm. that's come up where either the wife or the husband has said that they just. You know, going along, they felt like they were just, what's, I can't remember the word they used. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They were just going along with it to just satisfy, right. you know, their partner. But in return, they were becoming more resentful. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, well, what could you have done in that moment? What could you have done differently? Right. What did you want to happen? Right. So right. you have to take some of the responsibility yourself. You know, your your partner isn't a mind reader because if they were right. a mind reader, then sex would be great. Right. Right. Absolutely. All the time. Absolutely. And and so in the so when you're you're with someone for for a period of time or even if it's even if it's just somebody that you're just just hanging out with periodically whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but it's somebody that you're you're dealing with sexually on 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 a um, regular basis. Here's another expectation that I wanted to discuss when I say what when I say expectations, not necessarily talking about. Um, um, you know, times, you know, we talked about that, like how many times or, or positions or days per, you know, days per week, because those are things that are very important, because sometimes one person can say, I can have sex quarterly and be good. Okay. Another person might say, I need I need to have sex daily. Those are things you have to discuss about, but also discuss, but also this. And this is the easiest way I can put it. If, if both of you like things that are different, how important is it to discuss your level of freakiness? Because because uh-huh. all freakiness is not created equally. <laughs> it exactly. is not. It is not. And sometimes it may be too much or too little for a person. I mean, and that's real. Right. That's real. So so like say if a person. So if you let's say for example, if a person likes choking, isn't that something you? In my opinion, I feel like that's something that should be discussed. But beforehand, if a person likes a rape fantasy, no matter whether it's the male or the female, I feel like that's something that needs to be discussed um, beforehand. So that's why I'm asking, like, certain expectations. Do you feel like they should be discussed before, after, during? Before. Since you put it that way, we're talking about, like, anything like, you know, BDSM or anything of Mm -hmm, that nature. mm -hmm. You know, bondage and, Mm -hmm. you know, sadomasochism, any of those things, the more the kinky fetish. Mm -hmm. I think that... Those things definitely need to be talked about beforehand because just imagine if, you know, when you're in the midst of having sex and your partner begins choking you, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. If right. you have it, if you, you know, if you've never been placed in that situation mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. you know, it might, it, what might be fun is no longer fun. Correct. Correct. And and then, too, there are issues of, uh, I know of issues that, that has transpired and there's been some sexual trauma in the person's history and exactly. the other partner did exactly. not know exactly. it. And so it turned into, it, it, it was it was just not good. Let, let me just say it like that. It was just not good. Exactly. But really what it boils down to is that if you're safe, it's my hope that, mm-hmm. you know, if you've been in this committed relationship with this person, that you've all have established 
some rapport, some, you know, some basis of, you know, just being safe. And, you know, you have that cold piece of commitment and trust. And if you have those two things, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to feel a little bit more safer. And there, because you, since you feel safe, you're more apt to try more things mm-hmm. because you, this person is, you're secure in your relationship, but as well as this, with this person. So in your experience as a clinician, and, and I agree with what you just said, if in your experience as a clinician, what has been the most uh, frequent obstacle in achieving a healthy sexual relationship? That's, that's a tough one because I, I just want, clearly you could say like just the desire, the level of desire. Mm-hmm. But then when you begin to ask more questions, then you find out why that, that's causing some kind of a conflict. Mm-hmm. But I think the piece of infidelity that's okay. been a big thing for me recently, just the infidelity, where mm-hmm. that whether it's the male or the female, they have to reestablish or regain that trust of their partner because the other partner <clears throat> may not want sex anymore because maybe you've stepped out, whether it be physical or emotional, you've stepped out right. on your relationship. Right. So now it's up to you to reestablish or regain that trust. Right, <clears throat> right. Okay, everyone, we're talking about healthy sexual relationships with Mr. Keenan Reddish. He is a licensed marriage family therapist. And you're listening to The Wellness Enclave, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. We will be right back after this message.
right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell and our very special calling guest, Mr. Keenan Reddish, and we were talking about healthy sexual relationships. So prior to us going on break, uh, Mr. Reddish and I were just talking about, we kind of mentioned some scenarios and we talked a great deal about communicating what your needs and desires and sometimes maybe what your uh, dissatisfactions are. Um, He also discussed, you know, different ways to approach that situation. One of the things that I wanted to discuss very uh, briefly, because we only have about maybe six minutes left, um, is the reasons that people may have difficulty performing because that is a big one. It's not just dissatisfaction with act with the actual sexual act. It is also sometimes just people just are unable to perform and may have difficulty performing both men and women. So I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think sometimes when I've dealt with couples, people really don't want to delve into what's going on. They're just like, I want to have sex right. and, and he or she is rejecting me. Definitely. Definitely. You know, they don't they kind of don't get into things. So one of the one is two things that I ran into well, three a lot with women. And I've dealt with both men and women in my clinical practice, as I'm sure when I was doing clinical work, as I'm sure you have uh, as well. Um, one of the big ones with women is sexual trauma. OK, uh, a lot of times what I have seen with women and, and of course, there are men who were raped as as boys or molested as boys, but I see a great deal of that with women, and especially in our community. And again, for those who have listened to my show before, I consider myself as African-American, not a black person who just happened to be born in America, and all of us are the same. I'm African-American people. So <laughs> I am in our culture, because, and this is a whole nother show, so I'm not going to get into that, but because of the way we have handled molestation, intergenerational rape, and all of those things, a lot of times those things are not discussed. And as a result, a lot of times women will get into a relationship and they're very squeamish about sex and their partner has no idea as to why. So I think though, so I think for women, and even if it's a man, a lot of times you don't know if a man has been um, sexually abused, particularly if he's been abused by another man, he was abused by another man um, when he he was a, a young child or a boy. Uh, those are things that should be discussed. You may not be ready to discuss everything with your partner, but if you see where maybe if that has happened to you and you feel kind of squeamish every time somebody touches you and those type that that may be what is going on. So a lot of times with women, sexual trauma. Another piece is pain. Another thing is pain with women. Uh, sometimes it's a medical issue, the pain. Uh, dealing dealing with that area, you know, the vaginal area, uterus, all of that. Sometimes it is truly a medical issue. And those mm-hmm. are things that have to be looked at. Other times it is because the women are not voicing that, hey, you're going to have to take time before you enter me or we're going to have to use some KY or we're going to have to use this. Exactly. You, you know, they're not communicating with their partner. Hey, I would enjoy it more if you just, for you know, just enroll up in me. Exactly. I, I mean, and, and so though those are two things and, you know, and I see stress and, and, and depression, but those are the two primary and those are two primary and third that's running a very it's, it's an honorable mention is run, is running very close is a lot of times young women don't really know what they like sexually. So if yes. you don't know what you like sexually, how can say it again? If how you don't know what you like sexually, if you don't know what pleases you, please say that again. How, how can you <laughs> then communicate with someone 
what you need. And so, and a lot of times it's because of the way that they may have been raised. You know, they didn't talk about sex in the home. And I get that. Or they, or that, you know, they haven't gone somewhere, talked to one of their friends about it or an older woman that may be in their lives. And they haven't talked about that because here's the thing. And again, since all of this is going on a podcast, you know, a lot of times you can actually, and I'm not giving this as medical advice, but sometimes with some women, it's like, hey, find out what you like. Maybe you need to masturbate. And exactly. That's, and that's reality. That's reality. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, they, it's okay to determine what you like and what you don't like. So those are the things that I've seen with women, and I've seen things with men, but I would like for you to touch on, you know, your primary with, with those, what you've seen with men in terms of difficulty performing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I cannot have said it better than you did. You said it perfectly. But that's really what it is. So hopefully during the intake, you know, when a couple first comes right. in and you're asking them questions, that's one of the questions right there. And I'm very wary when I ask that, particularly when they're both in the room. Mm -hmm. It has to be asked. Mm -hmm. And you ask, is there any, you know, history of any type of uh, abuse or, you know, sexual trauma or anything of that nature? And then that will allow them to speak, you know, or say yes or no. Mm -hmm. And then when you have an opportunity to speak with them alone, then that gives them an opportunity to actually, you know, get a little bit more descriptive, particularly if their, you know, partner is unaware of those things. Mm -hmm. But, um... Going back to, you know, the question with the men, I always ask if there's some type of issue. When was the last time you had a physical? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one of the first questions. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you had a physical? <clears throat> so that we could begin ruling things out. Because something as simple as if, you know, if your blood pressure is high, right. if you're on medications, that right. might be one of the side effects of the medication is erectile dysfunction. Right. Stress, as you were saying. Just changes in any your environment at home, but mainly mm-hmm. stress. That's a huge, huge issue. Or just the fear of performance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. are the expectations too high? Do you have too high of expectations? You know, and just really get into some of those questions, and you'll be surprised at some of the answers. You really will be surprised at some of the answers. And one of the other things that I found with um, some of the young men. Um, that that came to me is I I would always ask them two questions I would ask them sometimes how often if they masturbated if so how often because if you're masturbating four and five times a day then you may not be able to perform when you are with the person that when you're with your partner Um, watching too much porn that was the other thing that was the other piece watching too much porn and then you're expecting your partner to do the same thing that you're you you see these other women doing and yeah. number one, you haven't you haven't even asked your partner if she would even participate in anything like that because in your mind you're like, no, this is too much. I can't ask her this. Exactly. But then even if she, but let's say she does say, no, that's not my thing. Then that's another thing. You're looking at whatever fantasy you see in that porn, and you're if you're watching it a lot, you're expecting your partner to do the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we had a medical doctor on here not too long ago, and one of the things he mentioned too was diet. Exercise okay, and diet. Yes. Yeah, exercise and diet. And for those of you who like to smoke weed, I'm not knocking you. You know, you do you. <laughs> but it's not going to be the best. It's not going to be the best thing for for performance. So we only have a few minutes left. Really, only uh, two minutes. Uh, it's really less than that. But anyway, I want you to go into this. Tell me the benefits. I want you to tell me the benefits of a healthy sexual relationship that you've seen really quickly. Give me about 30 seconds and then let them know where they can find you. First and foremost, it's an opportunity. Just think of it as an opportunity to share warmth and passion 
with your mate. Okay. A higher level of connection. Mm-hmm. You can find me two ways. You can either find me <clears throat> on the internet mm-hmm. at keencounseling.org. You can send me an email. Spell that out. Spell out keen counseling. Spell that out. K E E N counseling. C O U N S E L I N G dot org. Or you can reach me by email, keencounseling at gmail.com. Or merely just give me a call, 470 485 2987. All right, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You've been listening to The Wellness Enclave with our special guest, Mr. Keenan Reddish, and we've been talking about healthy sexual relationships. I hope you guys have enjoyed this show, and as always, I hope you guys have a fantastic day and a happy and healthy week, and I will see you next time. This has been the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. Join us weekly and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We look forward to growing with you.